This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. I'm joined today by the freshly groomed Justin Davis, Greg Miller, Dan Stapleton. In no way groomed. Well, groomed. Maybe not freshly groomed, but the groomed. No, no. The groomed? (laughs) Is that what it's called when you get married? Yep. Groomed. (laughs) Thank you for laughing. That was really terrible. Damon, before we get into the scoops. Oh, no. Next week's PAX East. You know, I have it on my on the runner show. Give me, give me a high Housekeeping's five. On, give me a high five. It wasn't in our meeting yesterday. I didn't see it. I, I apologize. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. We're going to begin our Game of the Year watch 2014. Oh, my God. We've got to talk about the just announced Amazon Fire TV. First, a couple housekeeping announcements. <laughs> Next week is PAX East, and GameScoop will be there. Yeah. Uh, actually, a bunch of us from IGN will be there. Now, the Friday night of PAX, Greg, yeah. there's an IGN meet and greet. Right. From 7 to 10. Right. The location is... Harpoon Brewery. Okay, which is close to the convention center. Right, walking distance. Immediately following the IGM meet and greet is the GameScoop panel live. 10.30 p.m. (laughs) Yeah. Friday night. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Yeah. So, you know, this episode is episode 299. Where are we going chronologically the next episode? That live, sure to be very drunken episode (laughs) would be 300. Right. It's generally how numbers work. I'm pretty sure it's going to be... A mess. Debauchery. <laughs> We're so, burning the Albatross Theater to the ground. So we'll make that one episode 299.5. Gotcha. And then when we get back here, we've got something very special planned for episode 300. So anyway, anyone's going to PAX East, join us for Friday night iGym meet and greet live GameScoop panel. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, now, Game of the Year Watch 2014. Yes. What is it? What's the Game of the Year? South Park. Yes. Ready to call. Next. 
Oh, I mean, Goat Simulator, but no. <laughs> no, it's an April game, yeah. isn't it? No, it's a, well, yeah, it's true. outside that's, of the that's first quarter. Uh, yeah. No, I, for, for me, probably South Park as well. That's what yeah. I've enjoyed the most. The reason we're starting this is because, yeah, the first quarter of the year is over now. That's hard to believe. I yeah. know. A quarter of 2014 is already over. Yeah. Time sure. keeps on slipping. Slipping, slipping. Into the future. So, <laughs> we gotta stop because we're doing it so spot on. They're gonna strike us on YouTube. Yep. <laughs> You've claimed the copyright. Uh, games that have gotten a nine or higher from IGN so far this year that aren't remakes and aren't uh, expansions include Broken Age, mm -hmm. Act One, mm -hmm. Walking Dead Season Two, Episode One, and Episode Two. Episode Two got a nine. Yep. Nine five. Uh, Dark Souls Two, South Park, Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze. Hearthstone, and Nidhogg. Ah. Nidhogg. Yeah. Uh, maybe a couple uh, other uh, honorable mentions. Titanfall got 8.9. Yep. Thanks a lot, McCaffrey. <laughs> Throwing it under the bus as usual, huh? <laughs> and Bravely Default was our February game of the month, and that got an 8.6. Mm -hmm. um, but what are we thinking about? What, does it, do any of these... You, you mentioned South Park. Is that a clear front runner? As I think of now? so. Yes. I, I, think, I think for me, I mean, like, I, I, don't, I don't think it's, a, it's a, like a... Like one of the best RPGs ever, by any means. Sure. Uh, I think it's one of the funniest games I've ever played. Mm -hmm. um, the the RPG mechanics are a little bit simple and and it's way too easy, even on a hardcore mode. Uh, but it's it was one of the most ex enjoyable experiences I've had this year. Yeah, that game's so good. Um, I loved it. I played it in two sittings, which I almost never do in video games anymore. Like I just didn't want to turn it off. Um, I'm a big South Park fan. I mean, I'm not like a super fan that watches every episode, but I've seen, you know, many, many hours of that show. And I couldn't believe how much they nailed, like, the little details. Like, mm -hmm. the way your character bops around mm -hmm. when he walks. Um, the little guitar riff that when you load your save game, it feels like you're in an episode of that show. Um, and so even, like, I'm a little bit biased because I do have that, like, South Park lore. Like, just walking around the town and being like, oh, there's City Walk, there's these other, like, sights and sounds that I've seen and all the little cameos and finding Mr. Hankey. Um, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Um, so outside of all the gameplay, just, like, finally having the town of South Park completely recreated to walk around in was, I did that for hours. Yeah, that, that's always a weird thing, though. It's like, are you biased towards it because you like South Park, or is this are you the target audience for this game? Well, I mean, it, like, it, if if this game didn't have that, like, like, if you if you weren't a South Park yeah, sure. fan, of course you're not going to play a South Park game. I mean, I can't speak to anybody else, but anytime you're reviewing a product or evaluating a product or deciding how much you like something, it's just based on your own personal experience, and like yep. you come at it with your own biases and what your likes and dislikes and. South Park is a show that I like, and it influenced my enjoyment of the game for sure. Yeah, I mean, any, anybody who's who's not a South Park fan who looks at a review of a South Park game and says this is awesome because, like, in large part because it completely nails South Park, and you see it's like, oh, they they like it because they love South Park, yeah. and you don't like South Park, you're gonna like, okay, that doesn't really factor in for me. I mean, my thing was I hadn't watched South Park actively in years. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think maybe like the first two or three seasons, like I made a point to watch it, but since then it just gotten away from me. And I saw the film and enjoyed the film, right? And then jumping into this game, I didn't feel like. Oh, who's this? What's that? I mean, like, and it's like, okay, I get it. They're making fun of this or that or the other, and it's great. It's funny. The writing's so good. It feels like you're in um, an episode or almost like a season. Like, it's almost the next season of yeah. the show, like, with the different story arcs they take you through. And then there are callbacks to, you know, stuff like Man, Bear, Pig, and sure. Al Gore. But it's not like, hey, remember this funny thing that happened in the past? Like, yeah. they're putting a well, new spin on it. It kind of is. I mean, uh, they, I they, they drop in references everywhere. Like, pretty much everything in that game is a, is a, is a callback. But, it, but it's done in a, in a good way. It's yeah. not. It's not just, it, with the exception of like opening the closets and and that's just like that's packed like a, with yeah, packed with references. Thing. But like everything they have in, in like the stories that they do callbacks to, 
like the you know the the, uh, the side missions and everything that do callbacks. It's like all used in an interesting way. It shows that Matt and Trey were deeply involved in the creation of the game. Like if you didn't know that, it would still feel that way just because of how true like the writing feels and the character yeah. feels. And I'll alternate between like laughing really hard at something and then being like, oof, like that one went a little far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the same way that the TV show is. Yeah. It's, it rides that line of like tastelessness and just hilarity. I mean, the, the probably the biggest problem with it though is the, the stupid fart uh, mechanic. Oh my like, God. like trying to get the controls for the fart thing down was just <laughs> that was just bad. Like yeah. that was that was the only part that was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Even the tutorials, they don't even make sense. Yeah, the, the I'd beaten the game, and then like Christine was like, ah, "How do you do this?" And I was like, "Oh, let me do it." And I took the controller, and I couldn't do it again. I'm like, "I've yeah. beaten this game." And yeah, I the tutorials are worse than the action. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you never have to use it. You yeah. never do. Yeah, it's like once you figure out how to do it, it's like, "Oh, I should ignore what the tutorial is telling me and just do the thing that I was I've been doing all along." Yeah, and then it works. But it is the one game on this list that I just I, everyone in the office I just keep hearing them say over and over again, "I can't believe how good this game is." Yeah, yeah. just one of the best licensed games ever. Yeah. Right up there, it's up there with Cool Spot. Something like <laughs> it's up there with Batman. Something like Dark Souls too. I feel like uh, feelings are much more mixed. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I love Dark Souls. Love that one. Aladdin on the same. Yeah, it's a, it's a very divisive, divisive kind of game. Like yeah. I personally don't like that combat. Like I, I it's not responsive enough for me. Yeah. Um, and I, I understand why people like it. It's just not my thing at all. Um, it's, it's all about like you know being able to read stuff far enough in advance to get to be willing to get locked into this really long combat mm -hmm. animation that you can't. Do anything about, and I, that drives me nuts. It yeah. reminds me of reminds me of uh, of uh, uh, Star Wars: uh, Force Unleashed with the lightsaber combat, where we would start a combo or start a uh, just a regular lightsaber attack, and we get locked into this thing, and you just get shot in the face like fifteen times. Right, uh, drives me. You agree nuts. with that, Greg? You like those games, right? Yeah, I did too. But they had plenty of time, plenty of combat problems in Force Unleashed, yeah. where you just be yeah locked into something, and the guy had already fallen down, but you're still still swinging away. away. Yep. I think I'm just not. Hardcore enough for Dark Souls. I tried Dark Souls 2 and 1. Um, it's just not for me. Like, I find it to be clunky, and you know, people that love that game will say, No, it's so precise, and your character does exactly what you tell him to do. And, like, man, that's fair enough, but like, he's slow, and I don't enjoy the way that he, that, that he you know, your character moves. Um, I don't enjoy the way the story is told in that game. Um, both from like a from a lore standpoint, like I don't understand what's going on or who these people are, but from a practical standpoint, like their mouths aren't moving when they're talking, and like it just feels low budget. Um, I, I don't know. Like there's Dark Souls fans probably screaming right now, but that game is not for me. Yeah. No, it's, it's again, it's it's one of those things where you can look at it and say, okay, I, I totally get why you like this, mm -hmm. but I do not. Yeah. And, and it's, it's it's also one of those games. That that you know, people will tell you it's like, oh, you just gotta you gotta play for like ten hours and then it gets really fun. Yeah, which never always, into that. I mean, like, to me, that, that always sounds like like the review of Stockholm Syndrome, the game. Right. It's like, oh, I hated this for for hours and hours and hours. And now I love it. It, it, I, I have a feeling, you know, there's not a Dark Souls defender on this panel. And if there were, what they'd probably be saying is that that feeling of accomplishment, like you feel like something's impossible, but you get slightly better and slightly better and then finally overcome it. Yeah. Like that's what Dark Souls does, supposedly does better than pretty much any game that's come out in, you know, many, many years is, is the reason why a lot of people love it. The two best or the highest scoring games on IGN so far this year are both episodic games, Broken Age Act 1 and Walking Dead Season 2. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, I and mean, like that, that. Those are that's uh, Marty and Mitch who reviewed those, um, and they like those. Those guys love a good story, and they're not wrong mm -hmm. about yeah. those games. Actually, yeah. I haven't played Walking Dead yet because I'm I'm waiting for the full thing to come out. You're one of those types. I I can't. Like it's, it's like I don't I don't. I'm gonna wait forever. Oh, stop talking about it around me. You work at IGN. <laughs> Get over it. Well, I read the reviews, so. <laughs> but um, 
Uh, it's kind of like why, why I don't really like reading comic books one at a time. It's, sure. it's just too short for a chunk trade. for me. Yeah, yeah. And like I've a little TV shows like this. Uh, at, at this point, I don't I don't watch stuff as it comes out mm. for the most part. I, I will let it save up and then and yeah. then watch them at my own pace. Sure, sure, sure. So we I'm also doing the same as uh, Dan and well, I'm not playing Walking Dead season two. You are playing it, right? Yeah. Is it stand up to season one? It's as strong in your opinion? <sighs> yeah, it's probably. I mean, it's probably better right like it's one of those things i remember like well you i finished like walking dead season one i felt like you know did so much stuff we didn't expect it to it was so different so great that it got put on this pedestal and it's a game of the year contender and then when i went back and played it on vita it was like uh like there's awkward stuff here and like the first episode wasn't that engaging and grabbing and yada 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 but like that's maybe comparing it to the end and now that you're here i think like i thought episode two was fantastic yeah you know what i mean i think you know the game. It still has the same problems that Telltale games always have, right? On consoles, they just don't. Why run. can't Why can't their games run smoothly on consoles? I don't know. Isn't that crazy at this point? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's just a weird. I have no idea why. Because you're playing on 360, right? Yeah. Like so, it's not even a PlayStation thing. Like mm-hmm. you know how people don't give PlayStation 3 credit. You hope that when, if, whenever they, if it's going to be this eventually as a game of the year edition, if it's going to be Borderlands, if it's going to be Game of Thrones, they're the first thing they put on the next gen. You hope yeah. is so. You're just porting a PC do, game that's not clunky. having to be garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, they're not garbage. Like, <laughs> I love those games. Well, I mean, like, here's the thing for me. We're talking about Game of the Year watch, right? Yeah. At, at this current moment, let's say all the next three episodes of Walking Dead are on par with what's happened so far. It'll be a fantastic game. Amazing. I will not vote for it for Game of the Year, just like I didn't for the last time we did Walking Dead. Mm. Just in the fact that I, when my argument for season one was it got it came down to pretty much that or journey and people were making these cases and stumbling for it and I'm like I reviewed The Walking Dead I've been one of the biggest proponents on staff for The Walking Dead I can't say this is game of the year and have somebody the next year pop it in and be like oh man this is IGN's game of the year I can't wait to see it and it's like <laughs> and it's like doing the freeze frame and like you hear people talking and it's like her, her, her ramen bowls floating above the table it's like nope like there has to be you know we have we can sit here and talk about all the amazing things this game's done but when it can barely make make itself work yeah no. Play, play it on PC, problem solved. Play no, well, that was when, I remember on season one, it was eating everyone's saves and all this yeah. other stuff. It was also strong on iPad. I actually thought yeah. the mobile implementation was really good in those games. Yeah. But uh, Broken Age, uh, like, I, like that, that game is, is really good. Yeah. Uh, I actually ended up voting for Nidhogg for Game of the Month just because, like, for, for me, that, that, that game nails a really competitive, like, I, I'm not a super competitive gamer, but, like, that, that really got its hooks into me. And it's like, oh, I, I'm sure. really into this. Um, I that edged out Broken Age for me, but Broken Age is a is a really strong classic adventure game with some really good humor, really good characters, really good storytelling, good voice acting, good puzzles. It's just it's just a really well done game. I agree. It's great to have another Tim Schafer game. It um, it's been so long that you kind of forget that like look like you like he leaves his mark on stuff and he's special. Like he's really really good at what he does and his writing and it's sort of quirky but without feeling sort of cloying um, and it's funny but without like kind of trying to like shake you with its humor and being like look at how funny I am like it's more subtle than that except maybe the stool joke well <laughs> yeah I mean fair enough um, and I absolutely love the world building that's going on in that game uh, I like the style uh, Broken Age really spoke to me and that was another game that I loved and also an incredible twist um, which I didn't it's one of the only game endings that's so good that it it elevates everything that preceded it. Mm-hmm. Like I liked the game, and then it ended, and I'm like, whoa! Like it, it, it retroactively made what came before better. Yeah, I still haven't finished it. For me, it oh, did. I mm. started off as the girl, got bored with her story when I couldn't find the knife, which is really early. But I was just like, already, <laughs> like I'm not like that great at adventure games. But I'm like, already, I'm whatever. And I bailed out, played all of Elijah's w- Wood story, liked it a lot. Then came back to the girl, found the knife. I was like, all right, fine. Then 
Got it. And once I got to the sky clouds, I was like, yeah. these people aren't idiots. I don't know. There's other stuff to play. See, and I clicked that. What's, what's funny about that knife puzzle is that it's the very first puzzle in the game if you play as yeah, a girl. Yeah, yeah. And it is one of the weirder ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the other stuff that comes behind it is more traditionally like logical. And that knife one's weird and has tripped up a lot of yeah. people. Well, it gives me, it's like, here's the tablecloth or whatever, or the napkin or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like walking around throwing the napkin on everything. I'm like, what am I missing? Like, what is happening? I'm just trying to imagine somebody who has no idea what you're talking about and it, listening to this conversation. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? was this game? Video games. Yeah. <laughs> what about something like Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze? Jose loves it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think he's he's he uh, he might be one of the minority yeah. uh, share on that that game. Mm. Like for for me like I, I I like a good platformer it didn't grab me. Um, yeah, I didn't didn't seem I, it's very pretty. It's, yeah. it's well done. I I don't see it being anywhere near my like my game of the year. You know what's great about that game is the soundtrack mm, is yeah. so good. It's ridiculous. Um, I do. I guess it's a traditional platformer, and you know, there's been no shortage of them lately. You know, Nintendo has really brought back the traditional platform in a big way with Mario. But in my opinion, the Mario games do a little bit better job than this. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, just look, compare footage of this right now to what you saw with Mario 3D World, right? Yeah. And it's like, nope. <laughs> Mario 3D World's way more into it. I'm more active. Yeah. I'm running around doing. I'm playing with the people. There's this. There's that. There's multiples of me, and this is like. All right, let's wait. Like, it looks like every other Donkey Kong that you've played recently, right? It looks like the DS ones. It looks like the Wii one. True. I mean, it is a very classical style game. And there's nothing. I'm not against that. I'm just saying where you're talking about like what you know left its mark on the year. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and, forth. and I'm glad that games like this exist. Like I'm glad that we didn't have to. Like we got Super Mario. You uh, uh, got Super Mario 64, and then Super Mario Sunshine. It's like, well, okay, I guess that old style of Mario is gone. Yeah. But Nintendo's found a way for like both. Exist, yes, yeah. you know, and I'm glad that you know games like Donkey Kong are around, but sure. um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't consider it too much of a game of the year contender. Yeah, yeah and, and you know, to be to be fair, like something doesn't have to be revolutionary to be yeah. a game of the year. It can, and be it, totally it can fun. Be, like, yeah, it can be, it, and it's it's a game that we obviously value highly. Like Jose might be like the only person on staff that that really loves this game, but every I don't know anyone who just doesn't like it. Yeah. Sure, and there's other people that really love it too. Yeah. Um, you know, it just didn't speak to the four of us. Right. So what is each of our game of the quarter? If we had to pick one. Mine would be Hearthstone. Mm. Easily. I'm so addicted to Hearthstone. Yeah. Hearthstone and South Park. It's kind of ruining my life, actually. Like, like, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. not the, my, my evening time, when I get home from work, that's the time I'm supposed to be working on music. But like last night, I'm yeah. like, all right, before I get started, I'll play a match of Hearthstone. <laughs> Three nope. more. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, that's my, it ate my entire evening. Yeah. yeah. It's you you so and Hearthstone were making beautiful music together. Yeah, well, yeah. so if I never put out another album, it's because of <laughs> Thanks a lot, <laughs> Blizzard. Yeah. So Blizzard games are the best at once you start playing one or once one gets its hooks in you, you don't need other video games anymore. That's, that's what World what, of Warcraft kind of like, did. You know, I haven't finished South Park yet, but like South Park is incredible. But when I'm done with it, I'll probably just be done with it right, forever. Right, right. But like I started playing Magic the Gathering 15 or 20 years ago, and I still play it today. We're getting ready to do a draft here in the office. Yeah. I could be playing Hearthstone 20 years from now. Yep. Right? yep. So like that, I just can't. It's just, to me, it's so much more significant than a great triple game that I might play through once. You know? well, it's, yeah. it's, you know, too, it's kind of an apples oranges comparison going like a multiplayer competitive game versus a sure. single player game that you, yeah. that you play through a story. Um, but you know, and, and both are like uh, can be amazing in different ways. Sure. Uh, but you know, ba- balance in, ha- in Hearthstone is a much bigger concern than it is in, in South Park because in South Park, what matters is uh, like that that it's at least somewhat challenging to get through the, these obstacles, but not it, they don't want it to be too challenging. In in this it, in in Hearthstone, like but all the cards have to be balanced in such a way that there's no one clear 
way yeah. to do it really well. And that, that can be okay in a, in a single-player RPG. What I would say about Hearthstone, if people don't think that they're interested in it, is just download it and try it. It's free it to play. Free. And that tutorial, like from that very first match, like the way that that game opens and eases you into things is so strong that I would be very surprised if you didn't get hooked, even if you think it's not your thing. Um, you got nothing to lose. Just download it, try it. It's coming to mobile super soon. It'll be on the App Store. Um, and I actually don't know how that mobile experience is, but I'm assuming it'll be strong too. I'm really excited. It's soft launching. In New Zealand and Australia now. tonight or now? Yeah. yeah, and so they're testing it. Why do they it, always get it first? Because uh, they test things in English-speaking countries, smaller English-speaking countries, and make sure that they're working yeah. before I, they launch I think it is, it is because they're, they're smaller markets, right? So, so there, there's going to be less demand on their servers, yeah. and they can, yeah, so it's, it's, it kind of makes sense, but it's like, oh, but I, I want, it want it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, once, it, once that game hits phones and tablets, Dude, it's all forget over. about it, yeah. I'm going to be like at my desk, like I'm supposed to be editing Game Scoop, I'm going to be like, oh, Is it going to be on phones? Or... Because I, like, that, that's a pretty small area. Uh, I've only ever seen it running on iPads, yeah. and I actually don't know if it's a universal app or not. Is it also your game of the quarter? Well, so I've, I think about Hearthstone mainly as a 2013 game because yeah. I played in the beta for months and months and months. And I did play a lot this year, too. Sure. Um, so it's hard for me to parse out. You know, it's that and South Park are the two sure. games that stand out. Yeah. South, South Park, Park, yeah. How about you, Dan? I probably lean a little bit South Park. Like, I, I'm, I'm just more about that kind of game than I, than I am a competitive game. Although, like, Hearthstone got its hooks in me for a while, too. And it's only by necessity of my job that I was torn away from it <laughs> uh, than to, to play other things. Uh, otherwise, I would still still be playing it on the regular. Were you going to say something? Oh, well, I was just going to bring up, it's not eligible because it's an expansion pack, but Diablo Reaper of Souls yeah. is so good. Hold on one second. Okay, We're sure, gonna get sure, there sure, 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 sure. <laughs> It does seem like South Park, though, is an early front runner. I think so. Game of the year. I, I, do, I do expect it to be surpassed, though. I, I, don't, like, I, I think it's yeah. very strong, but I, I, I doubt it's going to end up being my overall game. Of the do year. you think it'll be one of the, like, the five picks of, you know? I think so, probably. Yeah. It'll, well, be, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be top I mean, five, probably. We do ten nominees, usually. Bioshock Infinite was March last year, is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah, so like last, this time last year we were talking about that and Tomb Raider. Yeah. And yep. uh, also um, Nino Kuni. Nino, no, no. But I think, yeah. yeah. When you get to the end of the year... There's a lot coming. What's coming up? Is there anything big coming up over the next few months? Uh, I mean, golf. Elder Scrolls Online just came out. I am really excited yeah. for yeah, Mario Golf. We all are. Yeah. We're, we're, we're about to see pretty much how Elder Scrolls Online shapes yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else is, is When's Mario Kart, Mario Kart Summer? Or is that? That's in May, too. Okay, yeah, so that counts. So that's really uh, Count Yeah, Mario Kart could be a real contender, for sure. I forget when, when the new release date for Watch Dogs is. It's May, right? It is yeah, in May. That's yeah, right. so Watch Dogs that's is right. good, too. Very highly anticipated. So April is going to be... Unfortunately, the sad month. <laughs> well, uh, Daylight. Yeah, made yeah. by and, former uh, IGNer. Child of uh, Light. Yeah, that yeah. comes out in April yeah. too. Marty's super excited about that. Yeah, yeah, game looks great. Anyway, we'll keep a close eye on Game of the Year Watch here at IGN. Uh, Ransky, we're going to switch things up. We're going to do Games for Gaming right now before we get to the uh, Games for Gaming Amazon Fire games TV. Games for Gaming. This is the time on Games Week when we talk about the games we're gaming. For oh. instance, I'm gaming Hearthstone. Talked about that recently, uh, a few minutes ago. I'm also gaming uh, Infamous Second Son, ah! and I love that game. Ah! And I never played the first two, ah. so I've just been having a lot of fun with that. Oh, cool! Glad you like it so much. Yeah, yeah, I, I played through it as well. Like I, I like those powers more. I, I didn't play the first two Infamous games either, but I like those powers more than I like. Uh, how Saints Row 4 did it. Yeah, I like uh, it a lot more than Saints Row 4. Yeah, like Saints Row 4, the problem for me, one of the big problems anyway, is, is that they, they front-loaded all the powers, they, all the transportation powers. They gave you like a, a super speed and super jump super early. Ah, uh, um, super. Yeah, super, super, super. 
And the, the problem with that is that you just kind of skip over the whole city. You never really see it. And, you know, if you've already played Saints Row 3, it's like maybe you're kind of sick of that city already. But I mean, it's, it's one of their, their big assets in that game is, the, is this, this detailed city. And you just jump over it. Here, they, they really do a much better job of starting out with, with the smoke power, which, which lets you get around pretty well, but you still have to climb to get altitude before you can, you know, sort of fly. Yeah. And then you get neon, and you, go, and you go much faster. You can go up a building super easily. That makes, it, that, like, that makes you feel powerful again. Yeah. Uh, so you, you, get, you get kind of these bursts of power as you go through, and it's a, it's a, much, it's a much better curve of feeling more powerful. Sure, without ever feeling de- you know depowered, right? When yeah. I had smoke, I was like, oh, this is so much easier to get to the top of the buildings than it was when I was coal. But then you you know you get neon, and then you get and by, by the end when you've unlocked all the powers, yeah. you go back to smoke, and you're like, oh, god, I gotta go through <laughs> yeah, this thing to get to the top. Yeah. No, thank yeah. you. I can just do this, that, or the other. That's what yeah. jumped out at me too. Is I actually wasn't that wild about Second Sun at first, but the more I played, the more I liked it because yeah. I liked each set of powers more than the one yeah. before. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I got video, I was like, oh, this is Spoiler. awesome. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, well, it's just a name. All that? The name of the power, which doesn't even it's make not any a sense. Spoiler. <laughs> I also, um, I also really like the the villain. I think I, I I don't like Deslin very much, but I really like the villain. Yeah, I think they did a, a really good job. Yeah, they ma- they do a really good job of making her the hero of her own story, mm. which which is always kind of the the mark of a good villain. It's a strong motivation yeah, for like, why she's doing what she's doing. Also, the facial animation, the performances are really good. I thought yeah, they were great. That's really interesting. The game is really pretty. Yeah, uh, just you know, from top to bottom. Yeah. Um, but we, you, you know, you were a big fan of Infamous right. One and Two. Yeah. And when you played Second Son, you liked it, but maybe you were a little. I was disappointed. Disappointed. Yeah. I thought the story was really bad. I yeah. thought it was really one-dimensional. I mm-hmm. thought uh, I didn't like the character of Augustine. I like the interaction of Reggie and Delson. Like, I li- their stuff's great. Like, you know what I mean? When and even interacting with Fetch or Eugene, those are awesome interactions and stuff. But they're so shallow and they're so brief. Yeah. And like. When I when I went back and did Infamous in five minutes for IGN, where I went through the whole story and you know read the script, like it's like a cool comic book where there's like all this different stuff is happening. And you think this is gonna happen? Oh no, and this happens. And like Infamous Second Son is like you're doing this, you've done it. Congratulations. Yeah. It's like oh, oh, that was very one dimensional. Well, I just did it and did it. So okay. It's interesting to see the you know a long time Infamous fans. Disappointed, yeah. Newcomer to the series, yeah. Like, that's awesome. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing. Is like when I played the game, when I talk about the game, right? Like the game's awesome. I love playing the game. I had a ton of fun. It's so fluid. Sucker Punch is one of those studios that does moment to moment gameplay better than most. I think in terms of, I'm always excited doing something. I'm collecting. I'm doing all these other things. But then, just the shell on top of it, I wasn't a big yeah. fan of. I can see that. Uh, and I also last night started playing Mercenary Kings on ah, PS4, yes. and that's really fun. It's hard for well, yeah. me. Maybe just, you know, not being... That's what everybody says. Yeah. I only played a couple of missions last night, and I was like, this is super fun. I had a lot of fun with it. I'm going to play yeah. more tonight. Um, I'm glad it yeah. came together. Like, people in the office really love it. I played an early version of that game, and it, I didn't like it. And I mm. remember telling you, like, I wasn't wild about yeah. it. But um, I want to give people, you know, Colin, you guys all love yeah. the final one so much that I feel like I need to give it a shot. Yeah, well, you know, it's free, too. For yeah, totally, PS if it's Plus. on PS Plus. I love the pixel art style, and I didn't realize it's the guys that did Wizorb. On iPad right? and, and Steam. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, but it's the, the same together. Wizard is cool. Yeah. Um, this is totally my kind of game, you know, 2D, side-scrolling, run-and-gun game. I love there's there's a hub world. Yeah. Uh, you get missions from your commander, and there's, like, you know, several missions at a time they can choose from. It's like it's like Metal Slug, Mega yeah. Man, Monster Hunter. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, it's this crazy yeah. combination. The, yeah, the Monster have you started, is crazy. Yeah, have you started, like, crafting? Yeah, just basically, like, that yeah. stuff is really fun. That's what I, I didn't get to last night, but I was like, I want to give it at least through that before yeah. I'm like, eh. Or yay, or whatever. 
Anyway, Justin, what else are you gaming? Uh, Diablo, like I oh, said. That's right, yeah. Diablo. Diablo Reaper of Souls is so good. Yeah. I, it's I, like Blizzard is on such a roll lately after having kind of a few iffy years. Like Hearthstone. So, yeah, the launch of Diablo 3 was. Not so rocky. 37. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the launch itself was really rocky, and then the game got like good reviews, but as time auction went by, house. yeah. Well, when they introduced of... the real money auction house, you really yeah. saw the, the, the problems develop, the mm-hmm. kind of come to fruition, because that was around the same time that, that people had been playing it long enough to realize the loot drop rates yeah. were too low to really be rewarding. Reaper of Souls is a game that I'm thinking about all the time. Like, I, I'm like, I want to get home from work, and I want my <laughs> wife to go to bed so that I can play <laughs> Reaper of Souls. For like way too long in like the night, sleeping pills in her milk. <laughs> no, no sleeping pills in the pregnant woman's milk. Um, <laughs> but it it is one of those games where like I'm losing sleep because I'm up doing loot runs with like you know Ryan Clements and my friends. Like oh, nice. it is so good. Um, if you were if you're someone out there that didn't like Diablo three, totally pick up Reaper of Souls and it will probably redeem your opinion. I want to ask you. Well, a it depends question. on why they okay. didn't like it. Is it or is it? Is this expansion pack coming to the console versions eventually? Is that a thing? Diablo is coming to next gen, and I don't think they've confirmed that it's going to include the Reaper of Souls content, okay. but I but suspect you, that it will. I'd but be surprised about, if it didn't. Yeah. What about like 360 PS3? There are no, I don't, I have not seen an announcement okay. that it's coming to current gen consoles, okay. or last gen consoles. Okay. Uh, I'm also playing, the thing that jumps out at me about what I'm playing right now is I'm hitting every platform, which is neat. Like there's this mm. window of, I played South Park on the 360 and Dark Souls on the PS3, Mm -hmm. and then I'm playing Diablo on the PC, and then Titanfall and Infamous. Like all five gaming platforms are getting. What are you playing on your your Ouya? (laughs) (laughs) I was playing Towerfall, but don't need that anymore. Uh, Greg, what are you you gaming? Um, Still doing Titanfall. A lot of Titanfall still. Um, I'm playing some of that Elder Scrolls online. I, I was gonna hold off to yep, the impressions. We were gonna be console bros. We, we still made, are. We still we are. made a game scoop pack. <laughs> we are. We're still gonna do it. I'm just cheating a little bit. I'm playing a bit of PC. I'm not. I can tell you right now. I'm not gonna get so far into the PC version that I don't want to play on console. I don't like it. I, please I, continue. I don't think I'm gonna play that much. Of I just want to let you know PC. that I'm not. I just please. needed to. I needed to get the itch scratch. You know what I mean? I just needed to get a little like ah, yeah. Explain that to Christine the next time that you're like, I just needed to have an itch scratched. I just saw this other girl, and don't worry about why. <laughs> I think everybody knows it would be a corn dog that would take away from it. So that's what. It was. So uh, how, how are you but, liking Elder Scrolls? It's good. I mean, like, I'm, here's my problem. I'm not a PC gamer. You might not know this about me, Dan. <laughs> Occasionally I've, I talk I've heard some, rumors. Talk some trash because they're disasters and they're a piece of garbage to work disasters with. Disasters. <laughs> I mean, like, it's one of those things. I, I play it up on camera all the time, yeah. right? I make a big deal, a big fuss about it, but then I go home and I'll play it and be no problem. But there, I do, I am cursed. There's always something wrong. And, like, I went home, like, I called Christine from work because I had installed it here at work and I was playing a little bit here. I'm like, great. I'm like, Christine, you're home sick today. Can you just go and install it for me? And she's like, sure. And she did. So then when I got home, I'm like, here we go. You know, I click start, and it's like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, and I cut, shut down, restart, <laughs> install like 17 updates on the thing, install, come back in, air. I have to go search the online forums for what the air is, and they're like, maybe it's this, maybe it's this. Who knows? Like, gosh, gosh <laughs> I haven't had any error messages on my PS4 or, three, or uh, Xbox and, One. And when you do, you know what happens? <laughs> no, the system I, says, I here's the problem. I will fix it for you. It I'm going does. to download what's happening. It doesn't just go, could it, be this, could be that. It does not do that. Bullshit. <laughs> Firmware, Dan. Uh, the games update themselves. Anyway. Unless you're dead nation. Then you just crash for no reason. You don't make any sense. <laughs> but the game itself is fun. It's, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not deep into it because I was trying to play it at work on the PC here, but then I'm on a big screen TV and I'm like inside it. And I'm like, this hurts my eyes. I can't do yeah. this. But I'm excited to play more of it. I'm playing that. I played some Mercenary Kings last night. Uh, I'm still... 
uh, grinding away on my Persona 4 Platinum. That, that, was a, that was a podcast beyond New Year's resolution with Goldfarb that I was going to plat- join the Platinum Club or not be able to eat pizza with him at the end of the year. Well, he's dead so to I'm it still, now, I know, so. but I still want to do it in his memory now. Oh, more over his dead body. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. to prove that I can do it, right? But those are the big things I'm playing. I'm jumping you, around a bit. How about you, Dan? I'm also playing some Diablo. I, I've, yeah. I started a Crusader, which is the new class for, for Reaper of Souls. Uh, I hit level 62 last night. So nice. I, I you like in, it as much as Justin? I, it, is a, it is a big improvement over the, over the original release. The, the main problem I have with it, at, well, like, the, the, the big thing that, that having you know, gone through as a Crusader again, um, which, by the way, is, is, is a much better experience than it was originally starting a new, cl- a new character because mm-hmm. you can now set your difficulty. How about that? I don't have to play. I don't have to play on baby mode just to just to start a new character. Dan, did you know that if you hit, if you have unlocked adventure mode and mm. you start a new character, you can start them in adventure mode. Really, you don't have to take them through the story at all. I, I don't think I, I had yet because adventure mode was still locked for me. I, I my old character was yeah. a level fifty seven monk. I just kind of so stopped. it's actually it's even great for alts. Like I'm so hooked on that game. Like I'm gonna because I rolled a monk and mm. then I'm like I'll just go into adventure mode and I'm level one fighting bosses. It was awesome. But I, but so I, I uh, my my main problem is the story is still just bad. It's mm. not a good story. Yeah, that's true. No, nothing in that game makes any kind of sense. At I all. wish they had. <laughs> I wish they had retconned that with Reaper of Souls. Somehow somehow gone in and fixed it a little bit, done something clever with it. But they just, they just kind of left it. And okay, now the Reaper of Souls thing is its own content. And I'm I'm almost through that. Um, like I, I I hit level sixty, probably a third of the way through the Reaper of Souls fifth act. Mm-hmm. Um, so playing through on Alan expert mode, yeah. um, like you level up way way faster. Mm-hmm. Like I had, to, I had to play through for my monk. I had to play through. Uh, I, I hit Inferno, uh, and I was level fifty seven. Wow! Uh, so I had played played through like three times, yeah. and still hadn't hit sixty. This time I played through one time and sixty. Nice. Uh, so that's much more rewarding. Dan, do you have a hard out at two forty five, give or take. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move things along here. Uh, okay. Today, Amazon announced the Amazon Fire TV. Mm-hmm. It's another set-top box, like Roku, like Apple TV, finally. like Google Chrome. <laughs> Thank finally you. another one. Finally a device that does it all. It costs $99. Uh-huh. It's available today, and it plays games. Play it powered by Android. Powered by Android. We haven't seen a tiny box that plays Android games on your TV before either. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, and thoughts? I just can't. I don't... I don't see that being for anyone here or anyone, or you know, hardly anyone who watches this show. Like, it's just not, it's not a gamer's device. It's for, sure. It's for, you know, yeah. It's for people who, who don't have a, an Xbox or a PlayStation or a media PC or anything, oh. or Nintendo. It's, it's just for people who want that, who want that set-top, set-top box, and then their kids come along and say, oh, I can play games on this. I think you're right. The, they announced it on uh, Amazon's, you know, the Amazon homepage today. There's a four-paragraph write-up. They don't mention games until the very last, till the end, the fourth paragraph. They say, as a bonus, we also added games. So it's and like the, an afterthought yeah. to them. And the controller is is not included. Like if you want to yeah, buy, buy, if you want to buy the controller, yes. it's, uh, Scott uh, it's forty bucks. Extra forty bucks. Forty bucks at least is a good price. Yeah, it's cheaper than PS4. Cheaper than any controller. Yeah, but it doesn't have a light bar. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It also comes with. They did buy. So Amazon has a first-party game developer. They bought the Killer Instinct developer. Double, Double Helix. Double Helix. And, and they uh, just picked up. Uh, Clint Hawking and Kim yeah. Swift. Yeah, from Airtight. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's insane. So they're, uh, so, uh, they're, they're building up their game studio. Same as every other games platform, software sells hardware. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if those games are incredible and they can come out with you know, any volume of exclusive game content that people want, then it'll sell the box. It'll sell yes. the box to gamers. And if there's not that software, compelling software there, then why would people bother? 
Well, I mean, any, any games they make for that, I mean, you've you got to imagine those are going to run on Kindle Fires, too. Like, I, I don't imagine that. I, I would I, I think they'd be kind of crazy to, to develop exclusively for this one piece of hardware that hardly anyone has. Well, yeah, but they want to sell it. Uh, launching, well, games next month will have stuff like Minecraft, The Walking Dead, but like NBA 2K14. Yeah, so it's game. stuff, and we're getting more press releases. Like Gameloft announced a lot of their stuff is going to hit the platform uh, super soon and be controller optimized. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not as down on this as I'm not, you guys I don't are. think it's... Yeah. You know, I'm not down on it at all. I think it could be a, a really big hit because Amazon is so big. You know, right. everyone goes to Amazon. Amazon's going to try to sell this thing to everybody. Imagine the push they're going to give it this holiday season. Yeah, right? nope. like I could, I could see this thing actually being oh, very yeah. successful. I think Amazon will, will sell a lot of units. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think, like you said, I don't think gaming is a priority for it. Um, and I don't think that people like us are going to go out and buy, buy in droves. It's for it's for people that don't see gaming as like their primary concern. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it is sort of like a mini Xbox One, whereas like we talked about this on GameScoop, I think last week, where most people are not playing games on their Xbox One. When I'm logged in, they're all in Netflix. They're watching TV. <laughs> you know, and it's like that's how people view these consoles is like it's these media boxes that video games are their primary concern. And right. this is like that, but on like a smaller scale with like smaller, more family-friendly games, sure. you know, Android games instead of... Gears of War, if I can, uh, you know, curb stomping dudes like. And, I, and I, I do see it as as being very good for Android gaming in general. Like that that could be a big boost for the, the we'll see more games prioritize Android instead of coming out on iOS and then oh eventually we'll get to Android. Mm-hmm. I predict it's not a big hit. Nothing really happens with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you think? I just don't. No, it'll be fine. It'll go along. I, Roku's still going along, right? Yeah, and you, oh, I see you're still just puttering along out there. Good for them. <laughs> like I had an extra Roku sitting on my shelf forever. You had an extra one? Yeah, like you have more than one. No, I had one Roku sitting on my shelf that I never used. And I was like, maybe I should just give this to someone for like Christmas, well, right? Yeah, it's an easy. Stop you watch ever. Netflix through like your your yeah, Xbox. Exactly. And I was like, I'll give this to someone. And I pulled it down and went through my list of family members, and I'm like, my mom would never use this. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who would use something like this has a PS3 or an Xbox. And I was like, back on the shelf. I have no use for you. I, one day. No, this 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 won't be the the kind of kerfuffle that that uh, Ouya was like because this will have will have uh, Amazon's backing behind. Sure, it. I'm like, not saying it's gonna be disastrous. Right. I just don't so, think uh, it's gonna catch on. Right. Well, I I expect it to be more or less on par with with Apple TV. It's it's mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. people who buy Apple TV are are not gamers. They don't have Xboxes or Playstations for the most part. Yeah. And uh, Nate Ahern, he doesn't have any of this. Yeah, and well, I mean so. Some of them do, but the, like, he's the only person I ever knew who owned an Apple TV. Right, <laughs> but I mean the primary the primary Apple TV user is not is not a big gamer. Yeah, uh, so they, like, they're they're using it as a as a movie streaming sure. device. That's not a direct apples to apples comparison because this no does come it. yeah no <laughs> <pun> t- <laughs> this Apple does come with a game controller that Amazon obviously put thought into. They bought first party game developers and are staffing up in video games in a way that Apple hasn't really expressed as much interest. No, in but but Apple has more games than they know what to do with. Like the other people have developed for them. Sure. So. Amazon has shown a willingness to become a part of that company will be video games. Yes. The Amazon will be a yeah. video game company. Apple is not as interested in that. Nope, not at all. They, they've done right. nothing. Uh, I thought it was interesting they said the average game price will be $1.85. That's nice oh, random. That's a weird stat. So it's like, it's, it's <laughs> what low. What does that mean? It's low. It's yeah. also totally random. Yeah. Right? Like, so if that's the average, so the high end is like $3, like... Yeah, I mean, they'll be, like, if you think about, like, again, like, Gameloft stuff, like, they have a Diablo clone, they have an Asphalt Racing series, those are usually seven yeah. bucks. Like, how much is Minecraft going to cost on it? Man- Minecraft is probably going to be ten bucks. Yeah. Uh, if, if you, well, six, six, t- six to ten. Here's my question, though. Like, at this point, you can get an Xbox 360 or PS3 for about a hundred bucks, right? This is a hundred bucks. And, like, the, the Xbox or the PlayStation 
will uh, play uh, Amazon streaming, it'll play HBO Go, it'll play everything else. Why would I buy this instead of an Xbox or a PlayStation? This seems not as uh, well, yeah. This is scary. Yeah, you wouldn't do it. Right. So it's yeah. it, it's for people who are just exactly. not gamers. Yeah, I totally agree. And like they like they won't have that ecosystem either. So. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. So. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com, just like Brandon Cooper did. Brandon Cooper here from Cooperstown, BC, Pennsylvania, corn dogs. He says he's a long, long time listener, first time writer. He says, I've been blessed to have surrounded myself with almost all my friends being hardcore gamers. Some of us have even begun getting into development and event organization. Obviously, we find ourselves in deep, meaningful, thought-provoking conversations mm. about games and the industry quite often. Well, at 5 a.m. on our way home from a LAN party... Oh! A great Cooper. question. A great, <laughs> a great question got asked that I thought would be perfect for the Scoop Crew. The question is this. Scoop what Crew? Game, what game... Or games, do you most regret not playing, knowing now that you will probably never go back and play because of time or outdated tech or the story mm, has been spoiled? Mm. My top picks were Knights of the Old Republic and Metal Gear. Okay. All the Metal Gear games. To which I received, oh my god, you have to play them, but I just know I never will. Right. What are your picks? Mm. Sure. This is something that makes some people mad, but there are some video games that age better than others. Sure. I'm trying to like articulate or parse out, like, look, I'm not saying this was a bad game at the time. I get why people loved it, but now going back, it feels clunky and feels old. And some games do, and some games don't. And it's not a value judgment. That's just the way things are. Um, Metal Gear Solid is a game that I loved it when it came out. Yeah. I have a suspicion that if I were to go, if I'd never played it and went to play it today, I'd be like, whoa. No, no. <laughs> the original Metal Gear Solid. I might, that would be my guess. Is there a good like playable version of that? There's a game. There's a GameCube port and the oh, that's that, right, the yeah, HD. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, like you can get the PS1 Classic off of the right. PS1. I know, but like that's still yeah, that's the old fun one. and yeah. well, no, then you too. can't play the GameCube port anywhere except GameCube. It's not like you can get your hands on that. I just mean like they modernize that game. Like it's a right. modern, more modern version. Well, it, but it broke it. Like the whole thing. Oh, sure, sure, sure. The game was built. Yeah, but then they put first person in, which is like a no brainer. Yeah, I want to be able to aim down the sights, but then. You have the gray fox battle where yeah. you just back yourself in a corner and go like this. Yeah. And then oh, there he is. Oh, he's coming over here. Where yeah. When you had to run around, the, right. you know, that was a sure, sure. terrifying battle. Your heart's pounding in your chest. Yeah. You're like, I'm on my last ration. Where is yeah. he? I don't know what he's going to do. So that's an example of a game that I loved at the time. Yeah. Suspect would not be fun if someone never played it and tried to play it now. Sure, sure. Yeah, I don't know if, it, if the impact would still be there, right? Because right? they're like marionettes, too. Like, they're character models. When they, I was like, I talk about, like, it was the, I always talk about how that's the game that showed me, like, you know, what yeah. games could be and how they could tell a story. And now you go back and it's like they're like yeah. they're all squinting yeah. and their yeah. mouths are always closed and you're like oh. yeah. but you like, can see their breath yeah yeah exactly exactly the, the final fantasy 7 character models are like that too oh, yeah. like cloud is just ridiculous um th those but, man that generation of games ps1 those well, games are ugly yeah. like, when, yeah. when yeah. games went 3d they became like they don't age well we're, we've talked about this before we're like pixel art ages it's like timeless you yeah know? that's why nes games still look great yeah and, but so justin what, what what's the game that you wish you had played um, so growing up, I was more of a Genesis kid, and I did get a Super Nintendo. I got one. That's why Super Metroid is my favorite game, but I was late. I was much later yeah, to yeah. Super Nintendo, and so I missed all those Super Nintendo RPGs. I never played Final Fantasy VI mm -hmm. or Chrono Trigger or any of those games, and I... Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana. Um, you know, the, all, the Final Fantasy IV, V, and VI, I just never got around to, and so... Um, They've been ported. We're looking at one of the updated versions right now. And so at least there's options. Like, I could pick up... Presentation. Wow, they really updated this. <laughs> I could pick up, you know, one of the ports or updated versions. But just realistically, right. I just know that that's not going to happen. Yeah. 
It's on my list. Like, Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI, I've started probably five times each. Sure. And then I get a few hours into it, and then life gets in the way, right. and I'm like, I'm never going back. See, this, this is the same thing I was telling you before, right? Like, when we did pick your favorite game of all time, right. you picked Super Metroid. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds awesome. So I went and bought it on the Wii U yeah. and started playing it and had a great time. I'll never finish Super Metroid. When right. am I going to have the time that, where I don't need to be caught up on something current to talk about, right? To get yep. to that point of, all right, now I've dedicated all these hours to Super what's, Metroid. What's the like world record speed run on Super Metroid? Oh, it's so fast. It's well under an hour. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> oh, okay, so that's how easy it is? Yeah. I didn't know speed runs were people's first time through games. <laughs> and it was just like, if I just look at it a little bit differently, I'll get it. Yeah, like you, you can beat the original Fallout in like 10 minutes yeah. if, if, you, if you game it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this another one of yours, Greg? This is one of mine, yeah, Half-Life 2. I was, so, I was bored to tears with Half-Life 1 to where I was just like, Fuck it, orange box. <laughs> Put in Portal, and I, I was orange gone. Half Life One isn't in orange box. So. Well, whatever. When I played Half Life One to get to Half Life Two to do this, to do I that. played Half Life One on PS Two. Okay. Yeah, they released it there, but I fell in love with it. I was like, I, ah, this is so good. <laughs> well, maybe I'm bored by Half Life Two then, because yeah. I remember the orange box being one of them. What, it's the, where's the guy with the? You got the preacher you running around? That, that's Half Life Two. Oh yeah. Oh, that, you didn't by like Half Life Two? Bored by that game. Yeah, there you go. Ugh. Did not. And it might have just been I wasn't in the mood for it at the time, and that's why it didn't stick. But I remember at one point driving one of these dumbass cars around, and I'm just driving around in like a empty wasteland. No one's there. I finally saw a tunnel. I drove down the tunnel. There's one dude at the end of it. I hit him with the car. I was like, Greg, as soon as done, we're, oh, we're back from B-roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the, the, the one part of Half-Life 2 that, that like goes pretty much universally like, oh, this is not good, was, is, the, is the, the speedboat scene, right? the, the hovercraft, okay. which yeah. goes on way too long. The okay. boat's bad, but I like the buggy stuff where yeah, you're getting out at the different I mean, little houses. Yeah, you do like, there, you have to drive from like encounter to encounter, but like, it didn't bother me. I, just, yeah. I loved I was every bored. second a, of the game. That's a fantastic game. Boreth. Boring. It's a boring <laughs> game. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm very much like anybody can have their opinions, but except for Greg, Greg yeah. cannot. No, okay. you can have your opinions, but Half Life Two, it's just I've never heard anybody say that before. That's all. <laughs> well, it just goes goes to show that that you know there's there's someone out there that hates your favorite game. Yeah. Like no no matter who you sure. are, no matter what game it is, someone hates it. Dan, what's a game you regret playing and will probably regret never not, go back? Regret to? not playing. Yeah. Right. Regret not playing. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's a different list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and for me, it's probably uh, The Witcher One and Two. Like I never mm-hmm. got around to those. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Wild Hunt is coming. It looks amazing. Like it's this giant open yeah. world. It looks much smoother than than the first two did in terms of just you know playing through it. Uh, like how, how the combat works and everything. Uh, they they seem to have learned a lot. Like I I picked up The Witcher One and started playing it for a little ba- a little while. But it does have a little bit of that. Uh, yeah. Starts out really really hard yeah. and then gets gets way better. And I just didn't have time to get over that hump at the time. Sure. Uh, so I, I kind of went on by. And then Witcher 2 came along. I'm like, oh, this looks really good. I should go back and play the first one. Oh, when am I going to have time to play like a 30 to 40-hour 40, 40 <laughs> RPG uh, that you know, is, is a couple years old? And now that, that problem has snowballed. So I, I hope that the Wild Hunt doesn't really require me to, uh, to play that. I, uh, and as a bonus, um, the original Rome Total War I never played. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's there for you. Yeah, that one. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that one. Uh, that one is is highly revered, but uh, like it doesn't hold up that well. Mm. Uh, and the uh, like graphically, it just doesn't look very good anymore. Um, and the newer ones, like I've I've actually never really gotten into a Total War game. I wish I had. I wish I had played uh, Rome Total War the first time, well, the original one, so that I could have gotten that foundation and gotten in there early. Mine would be a more recent game. Uh, Mario Galaxy 2. Oh, okay. When that came out, I was in full-on 
don't give a fuck about the Wii mode. <laughs> <laughs> Never wanted to pick up that nunchuck again yeah. ever for the rest of my life. Um, everyone, you know, talks about this is not <laughs> Mario. Is this Mario Galaxy Two? It doesn't. Right? Yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, well, no, there's yeah. the thing. Yeah, that you shoot out of. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, everyone, <laughs> oh man, we almost dimed out Ransky, but he had it <laughs> today. He had he had it up he had it up his sleeve the whole time. Everyone talks about how good it is. It you know might be better than the first one. Uh, if they made an HD remake on the Wii U, I'll totally play that. Mario yeah. Galaxy Two is probably the best 3D platformer ever made. I'll wow. totally play it on the Wii U, but I just I I couldn't bring myself to play it on Wii. Sure. Sure. Just a couple more uh, emails here before we have to bounce this week. This is um, from Jonathan Kirst. This question is for whoever is sitting next to Greg this week. Oh. Does it ever make you feel uncomfortable <laughs> the way he reclines and rests his arm behind it's you? It's always you and I on this couch. I notice this every week. I just can't help but wonder. Sorry if this makes you self-conscious, Greg. I don't care. People understand that we're all, we're all best friends. Greg Sometimes Mille, more than friends Greg Miller is self-conscious. <laughs> Sometimes more than friends at IGN. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I know. I mean, how do you think I keep moving on up to this <laughs> It doesn't bother you, Justin. No. Greg is barely self-aware. <laughs> doesn't really have a concept of object, object permanence. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, what? I'm, I'm just drifting through it, man. Doing my thing. Corn dogs. The last thing I want to bring up is uh, a study on violent video games, recently released by... What kind of hack university would do this study? Uh, the University of Missouri. What? <laughs> Did you see this already? Yeah. Damn it! I, wanted to I work in the same industry and office as you, of course. I get the same emails. You wouldn't have just guessed. Well, I thought I was... I totally like, set it up to screw over my alma mater. <laughs> I did, did you read this? No, Colin talked to me about it this morning. So, a doctoral student at the MU School of Journalism examined the coverage of violent video games throughout the 1990s mm-hmm. by GamePro magazine, sure. the most popular video game news magazine during that time period. Okay. His findings is that video gamers have become more tolerant to violence as video games have become more lifelike. But all he did was study... He just read GamePro Game in the 90s. Yeah. So is this some kid that's like, I just want to read GamePro for so. a month. Like, well, and I hope I that's who it was. <laughs> I thought that's hilarious. I mean, he's probably right, but like, the area and the, the media that he studied is so weird and like not really applicable. I don't know how applicable that is to today. No. And define tolerance to violence and what that means. It's like, like yeah. movies are violent too. Peralt what? found that despite this increase, well, here I... As technology improved throughout the 1990s, new gaming systems such as the Nintendo 64 and Sony PlayStation were released, along with the capacity for higher levels of graphic violence. Peralt found that despite this increase, the levels of concern about violence from GamePro journalists decreased. That's, well, so GamePro used to be the kid magazine, right? <laughs> but then, yeah, with the men. Yeah. But then they tried to change that a little bit, too. Yeah. They wanted to go after EGM and you yeah. know, make sure that they, they... So that could account for, like, their editorial standards changed. Of sure. Like, hey, this game might be too violent for you. And then they dialed back some of that language, yeah. if I remember right, in the 90s. So I just thought that was interesting. I wouldn't have paid any mind had it not been from Greg's. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. Colin, Colin wrote it to me in, like, broken English today. He's like... Is Mizzou State, Missouri, your school? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he had to, like, I had to explain the differences of campuses, and he's like, yeah. University of Missouri. I'm like, yes, well, that's, that's English. Yes, that is, that is my school. <laughs> my jam. That's all the scoops we have for you this week. Viewers, listeners, remember, we will be at PAX East next week. If you're going there, uh, you are required to join us for Friday. our meet-and-greet Friday night, 7 to 10, immediately followed by the GameScoop panel, 10.30 p.m. Uh, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Dan. My name is Damon. This is IGN GameCube. Now we're out.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.